Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I'm Casey Boat, and Dorbin Brickler is back from Texas as the season comes down to the wire. Today, Brett and TJ will discuss the impact of the traction compound in Sunday's race, Bubba Wallace's questionable spin, Tony Stewart weighing in on the Denny Hamlin-Joey Logano fight, and so much more. Ready, set, go. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Go to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup Car. That all you got? That's all I got. You're not truck racing this weekend? I am truck racing in Phoenix and Homestead with the 99 truck of Ben Rhodes. Awesome. I got uh, Clint Boyer for the last two races coming off of a uh, doubleheader weekend for me. Had Clint at uh, wherever we were, Texas. I got home late, couldn't sleep. Had Ross, who finished second in his last race with Kyle Racing for 2019, get ready for 2020. So, fun weekend. And... Texas. So, are you going to do that car full time next year? Yeah, I don't know yet. Nobody's oh. offered me a job yet. Oh, oh yeah. Are you? Is this you telling everybody please offer you a job? Nobody has offered me a job to spot for them next year. So clearly, uh, that means I'm still unemployed for 2020. And before you give me crap for this, hey guys, Casey Boat here, and we have Jason in the booth. Hello, Hello. Brett. I'll drive a race car. You spot for me, Brett. <laughs> I think you gotta throw your gum out. Oh, my, yeah, my smacking! <laughs> we yeah. can hear you. All I hear is you chewing that gum. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna let it go longer so we could definitely get, but I can't listen to it well, anymore. Jason it's edits out. You clearing your throat now? So I guess I was Does hoping he? he could edit. I, I, I feel I like cleared, I still my, heard it. I haven't cleared Jason, my throat. How in a many long edits time. do you do a week on TJ's throat clearing? Just, <laughs> yeah. just guess. D- depends on the week, but it I can bet be, it's down quite a bit right it's now. It's at though. least twice every question. It hasn't been as bad lately, but yeah, it's not allergies anymore. Maybe you you've done 20 plus edits on throat clearing. TJ's giving me about chewing gum i'm sorry i brought gum i was nervous Hi. leah's in here she looks stressed out she's making me more nervous no, she's staring at me leah looks great she doesn't look stressed i didn't say she looks bad i said she looks stressed out and you know i don't she's dale jr's the downloads social media manager she's very important so i'm very mm. surprised she's in in on our show right now you know you I need to I be on her to borrow her on her good side because she does all the posts so she does she can pick a p- picture of you or a video. Where Remember you when look Donor horrible. used to come down oh, here? That's we don't see Donor at all anymore. He's what, probably you ran him off. Can't make he's it. Not fun. allowed no. to be down here. Well, <laughs> TJ it, ran him off. No, he's probably up there washing all his makeup off from the download. 
Leah just confirmed that TJ is the reason Dillner is you not allowed to single-handedly ran anymore. Matthew Dillner off. Isn't it nice? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it nice down here now? Although I did like I did like talking a little Buffalo Bills football with him, but he's so focused on the download anyway. So that was funny. <laughs> is it semi mean but funny? I just have to say, it's is this the like? Is there only three shows left? Yeah, well, well, not, yeah. not for you. Yeah, there's only two shows. You listen to this garbage. Okay, I damn have it, to... I forgot your present again. The I one that was going to bring you a week, month guys. ago. Can't make after Homestead because I'm going to be at the Four Seasons. No, I have to go to Champ Tour. We like Xfinity. So you're not going to be here the Monday after Homestead. Yes, exactly. I hope I'm Xfinity not either. Xfinity brings their champion to Universal Studios. We announced it a few weeks ago. So that is an event that I've been working on. So I have to be there, and I have to stay. What in day are you there? How many uh, days? Wednesday. Oh, Tuesday, so Wednesday. but if if 22 makes it, and we win it. Maybe we can just postpone the show. Are you the Xfinity Series champion? Are you in contention for the Xfinity I'm talking series? about the cup race because I won't be back Monday if we win. Oh, yeah, true. There you go. Well. I'm hoping on that, but we got to get there first. I was going to say. Yeah, we're not there cocky yet. there. <laughs> no, I said if. Well. If I'm just trying to make wings, it. He wouldn't bump his ass every time he jumped. That's true. What? Yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> how was Texas, guys? I flew home last night. Got home by 11 o'clock. Was just exhausted. And then the second I laid down, I couldn't sleep. You ever do yeah. that? Oh, I did it last night. Ugh. I laid down about 11.30, and I laid there until 12th. At what? Yeah, it was not good. According to my watch, I got me a new Garmin watch. And uh, according to my watch, it said I fell asleep at 1.28. And I, I don't, I'm not sure that was right. I think it was after that. Like, I got up and started trimming my beard and shaving my neck. I was all kind of bored. Yeah, I didn't do all that. Uh, yeah. I, I slept for like 20 minutes, and Stella woke up. She's sick, so. Oh. Yeah, not fun. Sick kid. Not good. I feel like every week you have somebody who's sick in your family. That's what happens Stella, with kids. Oh, yeah. When they start going to school, mm-hmm. it's pretty much, you'll see. So we were in the condos. We just moved back into the house last week after our refrigerator debacle. And both dogs, well, we have three dogs, but two of the dogs were, they had problems. Let's just say both ends. Big problems. <laughs> oh, no. And so I was kind of like, you know, this sucks, but at least it's not at my house, right? Yeah. I'm in a condo, and obviously we're cleaning it up as it happens, although I can't clean up hot <laughs> I can't clean up hot vomit. Uh, my, if my hands come in contact with that, it, it, it makes me gag. And, and literally my eyes water. And I'm really sorry. Like, I, you know, I want to be a tough guy, but when it comes to that kind of discharge, I'm not tough. So long Your story short, wife. Long story short, we've gotten home now. And my sister's dog now has it. And so she texted me this morning that her dog had uh, had, had donkeyed in the floor four times during the night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Four. And I'm telling you, y'all, like, it's, it's I bad. I hope it's hardwoods. No. It, oh, it, well, it is no. hardwoods. It's hardwoods. Yeah. But but it's bad. So I don't know what virus. I don't know if they got Parvo or what. But, God. Yeah, that's not good. Anyway, I'm not sure how we got on this subject. Hey, Kelly Earnhardt. Hey. How are you? Hi. I ain't seen you in forever. Yeah. We should get you on this show sometime. This is definitely a live show. Invite me. We can't, we can't do it live because they curse too much. No, there's so. no we in that. That's not there's true. No, no they in that. I don't cuss that much. I don't cuss. He just, he just went on a rant. It was cussing. I, I didn't. We were talking about. You don't got to persuade. No, I don't. I think she knows. Yeah, you don't got to sell me on this. All right, you're invited. Pick a Monday. Okay. Got two left. <laughs> Got two left. <laughs> All right. Kelly's sticking her head in. Who knew? I hadn't seen her in forever. She's here every week? Yep. 
Texas. Yeah, how is Texas? I don't know how we got on the subject of dogs. Uh, Texas. My favorite part about Texas is we flew in Friday morning. We got to be home for Halloween. So that was nice. And a rainy Halloween. It was rainy. It did. It was muddy, Speaking man. Speaking of that, any video? Kids didn't care. We saw a video. People are tagging yes. us in yours. Yeah, my Michael yeah. Jackson thingy. Mm-hmm. How'd uh, the outfit go down the sidewalk and stuff? Good? It fit. Yeah, it was really muddy, though. I got it to fit. I got a picture I can post of me and Bodie. I, I was ass catcher, and he was Pikachu. <laughs> or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> I still don't understand it. Like, it was the easiest costume ever. You put a hat on and a blue vest. And I was like, all right. I don't feel like it's Halloween. Pokemon master guy. But flying in, I mean, TJ, I'll tell you, flying in on Friday morning and coming home Sunday night makes all the difference in the world for us as crew guys. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's it's nicer to have that night at home. It makes for a really early morning on Friday, but you're up early anyway uh, most of the time. So I'd rather get up super early. Honestly, it's not that much earlier than I would normally get up. Um, so it's just nice to have that time in your own bed. Um, it's an extra night, man. An extra night you get to tuck your kids in and see your family. So you forget, you know, for years it's been leave Thursday, get home late Sunday. These later start times really hurt Sunday night getting home time. Uh, you know, and how about the, how about the start? I know you didn't work the Xfinity race, but how about us starting at 845 Eastern time on Saturday oh night? Oh my gosh. Like who, who yeah. gets the credit for that? debacle uh yeah that's kind of late and uh, then the red flag that kind of late when is a major sporting event ever started at eight forty five eastern yeah i mean i think the latest things kick off really would be a football 8 30 8 20 ish 8 20 yeah but something they like know that. typically how long like you can plus their estimate whole, their, how long a game will last for a race i mean red flag could happen that could last 45 minutes it did Yep. We had a mm-hmm. long red flag. Then we had a really long caution after the two-car wreck. Yeah. Um, and so for me, man, I thought, uh, first of all, I love going to Texas. I love the people, and I love the culture down there. They're big race fans, and, you know, they're hunters, and they're farmers, and, man, I don't know. I, I love going down there. Great food. And I just thought, for whatever reason this time, I felt like both races were just super long. They were. Yeah. Yeah, they were. The cup race was really long. Yeah. I thought. Three hours, 40-something minutes. Yeah. It seemed longer. It did seem longer than that. I think it's because the, there were so many yellows right in the beginning. The first 60 laps took, took a while. I remember looking at the scoreboard, yeah. and it was 58 laps in, and I was like, holy cow. I felt like we ran three races in that time. I take a five-hour energy before every race, and I don't drink caffeine at all all week, right? So I drink. That's probably why I can't sleep on Sunday nights, too. But I drank a five-hour energy, and I almost had to drink another one. We're off. <laughs> Yeah. Longer than five hours. I just get a good dinner and a good night's sleep, and I'm good. That doesn't do me any good, man. I get <laughs> I, I, for some reason I feel like, and maybe I'm crazy, but like I feel like that five hour energy makes me more astute. Like I'm like on more top what? of things. Oh, I'm on top it. of things before they even happen. Like I'm seeing stuff before it happens. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say about that. I don't know what. The, I don't know what you. <laughs> are you taking something else? <laughs> listen, the majority of guys on the roof do some sort of energy drink before the race starts. Guys drink Red Bull, guys drink Monster, guys drink Five Hour Energy. They do. They went on a run when Avocare was here. They were doing the Avocare stuff. Like the majority of guys want a little bit of pick me up right before you go out to do your thing, you know. Got I mean, you, you got to focus for 4 hours ish. Unless you wreck on lap 3 like some of those guys did. Anyway, I thought the racing was good, man. I you know, I don't know what uh, people's expectations were going into Texas, but I felt like, other than the fact that the races were too long, I felt like they were pretty dang entertaining and pretty good. Xfinity race was really good. 
Uh, love watching them cars run. I love watching people race like uh, Tyler Reddick moving around, finding you know, experimenting with the with the grooves and stuff, and kind of pioneering some things and making it happen and making it interesting. Um, I thought the Cup race was similar. Um, it's turned into a very uh, I know we're talking about it later as well, but it's a very um, treacherous track now, and it's like that even without the traction stuff. It's like that no matter what. Honestly, I feel like it might be even a little bit better with the traction compound because before you couldn't move up, you didn't even think about moving up, mm-hmm. you know. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But I thought both races were exciting. Uh, very strategic race. Cup racing is very, um, very strategic now. You have to have a fast car and uh, position yourself right. And get honestly get some luck on some restarts. I passed the most cars with Clint on Sunday that I've passed all year at a mile and a half or a downforce track. And and maybe it was just me, or maybe it was because guys were wrecking. But I thought that was the best race we've seen with this package. And I don't know what gets credit for that. If it's the weather, if it's the change of day to night, if it's you know, the evolution of the package, if it's that particular racetrack, if it was a PJ1 on the track, there's all these variables that go into every single race. But for me personally, I was the most entertained I've been with this package. I didn't feel like when it got strung out that I was as stuck. And, and to TJ's point, I mean, we wa- watched Reddick pioneer turns one and two in the Xfinity race, and then he eventually kind of got three and four working. But the cup guys – got it working and once they got it working they almost started moving up in it more than they were running the bottom at some points in the run so when you have the ability to run multiple lanes and get runs off the corner we we get to see passing and i felt like i know i passed more cars and i passed all year to downforce track but overall i just felt like it was it was fun i mean i saw lead changes i I saw good racing yeah i think uh i still think it goes against your theory of night racing is better i think the better i think the hotter it is the slicker it is the more cars have to lift and i've noticed that as the races we've had a couple cold races here recently and i feel like they've gotten worse as this went on uh the faster car the guy that's trimmed out the most kind of takes off at the end and it, i don't i don't see as nearly as much passing at the end um as you do in the beginning like, like a hot slick track like vegas to me there was guys sliding all over the place hanging on and i like to see that stuff with our cars the colder it gets the faster they are, the harder they're slammed. The faster you're going, the bigger the hole behind you with less air. I mean, the, if you're going 10 mile an hour, you're not going to notice it. You're going following a car that's doing 80, you're going to notice a bigger gap right there. So the faster you go, the worse the air is. Um, I just think it's harder when, especially when, it, honestly, I don't even know if it's night. It's just cool temperatures. When it gets cool, I've, I've noticed that it's, um, I don't, I don't see as much sliding. I don't see as many guys like in the beginning of the race. We saw some guys that don't wreck, wreck. Uh, those guys don't normally spin out by themselves and wreck, and, you know, those guys were fighting it, and we had a – we had a. it was decent temperature, not hot, but um, definitely sunny, which I think plays into effect a bunch. Yeah, a lot of variables, a lot of variables. Well, what are we thinking on Pristine Auction? So I found this really cool item on Pristine Auction. The Alabama gang signed a cover photo of them all from back, in, it doesn't say what year, but it looks like an older picture with Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison, and Red Farmer. So I think we'll place a bid on that and see if we can come up with it. You know what I want to bid on, Jason? What? Why, why are you getting to pick everything that we bid on all of a sudden? I know, why don't we get to sucks. pick anymore? Because your options suck. We're not going to Alabama this weekend. We're going to Arizona. You know I know, what I want? but everything you pick are like Gamecock. No, you want to know I, what I pick? I, I have no, I've only picked one thing Gamecock all year. I would pick Buffalo Bill stuff every week, but we can go to racing every week. 
I want a Winston poster. I want something from John Force on this table. Guy that's won Ooh. more championships in motorsports than any other guy in the world. He was that would here. Be a good one. He yeah. was here at get, this table. Get something. Let me let me pick something. If something comes up from John Forrest, for, for How sure. How cool would it be to have the Winston check poster, it out. though? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We should try and make that happen. What, yeah. the Winston poster? Yeah. Oh, spot on, spot off. First topic, Brad Keselowski on qualifying. Just like rookie mode on a video game. You just hold it wide open and see what it will run. That's it. TJ, spot on, spot off. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's hard to spot on that but that's what it's come to now with this with lower horsepower package um but it's also an indication of what guys are doing with their cars who's who's going for speed and who's going for handling which i think is a cool mix um i, I kind of like seeing the mix in it i mean you got guys that are half a second off but we know they're going to race good i mean i i think it's interesting I'm spot on for a qualifying because we actually have a format that works. The multi-car format here was ridiculous. It aided too many people that were, <clears throat> excuse me, behind the leader and then had ability to draft to make their car go faster than what it was. I mean, we had guys qualifying up front that didn't have vast cars. They were taking care of, taking advantage of scenarios. So um, the the package is is 550 horsepower. Yeah, they're going to run wide open. That's, that's what's going to happen when you go to places like Texas and Charlotte and Kansas and these other mile and a half. No different than Talladega or Daytona. Second topic. Traction compound causes numerous cars, including playoff contenders Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin, to get loose and crash on Sunday. Spot on, spot off, Brett. I'm spot off, and I'm, I'm spot off because – I got to the track Sunday morning. The garage opened at 10, and I got there inside and talking to the guys around 10, 15, 10, 30. And I asked them point blank. I said, hey, what's the uh, what's you guys' prediction with, with how we're going to race tonight on the PJ1, given how the Xfinity Series race went last night? So then there were some conversations around that. My next question was, did they do anything to the traction compound? And the answer that I got was no. When Clint got in the car – he said, hey, they lowered this PJ1. <clears throat> so we can't have these tracks going out there in, at night and making changes and not telling the race teams and, and not telling the drivers and not telling the spotters because we all have too much on the line for their science project. So there needs to be an agreement reached, in my opinion, by the RTA, NASCAR, and these tracks that allows some sort of process for everybody to know what's going on and everybody to have a say because we don't need to go look why did we go down there on friday and why did we practice all day and why did we qualify why did we watch a race and then on sunday we got a completely different racetrack well what's the point of that so i don't want to see guys tear up their cars because they don't know the environment in which they're about to compete and i'm not sure that's not what happened here so i'm, I'm big time spot off and and big time playoff implications and not a, not a fan of the way that whole process was communicated to me. Maybe it was communicated differently to, to different people, but the way that it was communicated to me, man, I'm not a fan. Um, I'm I'm spot on because uh, I don't think the traction compounds what caused wrecks. Um, and I I don't it doesn't bother me if they're making some changes because we all race on it. We're all under the same um, we're all racing same racetrack no matter what. We're all in the same playing field. 
when you get out there. So we off if we off to adjust to it or um, I know what you're saying, how you'd like to know beforehand what they're going to do so you can kind of have an idea. It does kind of does kind of throw you off a little bit if you get up there and it's in a different spot than it was because you kind of go in with a mindset. Um, I didn't know they lowered it or they did anything to it. I was told it wasn't touched after the Xfinity race. but um, That's what I was told and I was told something different. Yeah, I was told it wasn't touched after the Xfinity race. and I'm So you're for sure it was? I was told that, I mean, all I can tell you is I didn't apply the surface, so I can only go off of what people are telling me. And I had my driver say it was lower. I had another driver beside of me saying it was lower. And then I had information before the race saying it wasn't touched. So there was a difference yeah. in opinion. Does, and does remember, NASCAR... remember, we had this same thing with Marcus Smith go on at Charlotte. But they where, told where, us they, where they told went us out they did, and did, it, did this stuff and they didn't tell anybody. Yeah, I thought normally we get a we normally, normally we get a, normally we get a message saying it was reapplied and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be nice to know. There shouldn't be any question. It'd be nice if anything's done to it. It should be broadcast to all the teams. Whether I don't necessarily think you should ask the teams because you're gonna get you're gonna get a different answer from every single team. If you want to do it, at least put everybody, let everybody know about it, and make sure that make sure everyone knows. I mean, if you're gonna send them out there, but uh, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. The but tracks least- are still trying to compensate for a tire that's not what it needs to be. That that tire yesterday, we would do a full fuel run come in for fuel only and go back out there and pass guys that put on two tires. Like it was crazy that you would, you would go run twenties before the stop and then come back out after the stop and not put tires on and run teens after 65, 70 laps on a set of tires at a place where they're pulling those G's and the loads, what they are like those tires wore out zero. Yeah. I I really wish it was a, and we do have it at a handful of tracks, but we've got to find, We've got to find, you know, where you run 30 laps, you're going to want tires. We've got to find that difference, and that's that's what makes these guys have to drive like, these can cars, you imagine, too. Though, can you, honestly, thinking back how long we've been doing this, that, that in 2005, I'm going to look at you and say, hey, TJ, we're going to go run 90 laps on a set of tires at Texas. Oh, absolutely not you doing it. You said there's no way. We're yeah. going gonna to blow right fronts. We're going to blow right rears. We're going to tear up all the whole field yeah. of wreck. You're going to blow everything. Yeah. And now we're running faster through the center of the corner, and the tires aren't wearing out. Like it just it baffles me. But maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm. I, I want to get to the point where we have to manage them some, or you're thinking about it, at least thinking about it. And if the caution comes out, you know it shouldn't. I don't. I it's just I don't know. I want to have to change tires and put something on. But uh, anyway, but I don't think the trash compound caused those wrecks. I think if the trash compound's not down there, if those guys run up there. I think they're still going to have a problem. I think. I mean, you know as well as I do. I know the broadcast said it was causing the wrecks. I don't know what the driver said when they got out of the car and they were being interviewed as to what caused them to wreck. Before, when they repaved Texas, if you ran up there, well, remember when we first went there when they redid it and mm-hmm. there was no trash? If you went up in that lane, you were going to spin out. Yeah. So cars are still spinning out in that lane in the trash compound. It doesn't mean it's the compound's fault. Maybe it saves some cars. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because if you see the numbers on the grip, there's obviously it says there's more grip in that area. Yeah. And I don't know those numbers. I don't know how much that means in those numbers. I'm not a engineer, so I don't know what those numbers actually. I just know that it shows more grip in them areas. So. Yeah. Uh, but I I do know also that we did use it, and guys were using it to roll more speed, and it was it did make two lanes almost and three on restarts through one and two for it, sure. And you know to me that's that's a plus. Yeah, if you got too high, you were in big trouble. Remember when we used to fight for the bottom, and once you got after, once you got to the bottom, now you're. That's why I said I thought this race did better throughout I thought the whole it was better. race because yeah. because we did have 
two, two and a half lanes we could race on. Restarts and, were exciting instead of everybody fighting for the bottom and the second lane just dropping back. I, I mean, I saw guys, you know, late in the race uh, getting a run at, a, at the car in front of them in one and two and being able to drive under them as they came off the corner in turn two and most mile and a halfs. Once you get in that that air, you're done. And yeah, I, there, I don't know. I don't it know wasn't why. as bad looking as what it normally was. Yeah. Is. There was passing. Bubba Wallace's questionable spin brings out the 11th caution on lap 243. Spot on, spot off. TJ. Uh, I, I saw him have some handling issues down in the middle, one and two. And then I lost sight of him. And then I saw his roof again, I think, and the spoiler when he was spinning off a of turn two. So... I have not seen a replay of it. Um, I'm guessing he had his hands full. <laughs> you're guessing he did the same thing that Joy Logano did the week before at Martinsville. I am not guessing That's that That's why you're not touching that. I am not. Bubba Wallace had a tire going down. It was very obvious. We, we, I literally said on the show last week that if I'm a driver and I go back and watch the race, I see that if I have a flat tire, what I need to do to bring out a caution to keep me from losing a lap, and it's wreck on purpose. We saw a wreck on purpose last week. We saw another wreck on purpose this week. Now, it's very unfortunate, but NASCAR is going to be put in a position where they're going to have to call all these guys in and remind them that you can't wreck on purpose. And look, one wreck on purpose is no different than any wreck on purpose. It's just like, you know, holding. A holding on a pass play is holding on a pass play. An intentional spin is an intentional spin. There are always implications that are involved. Joey Logano is going to do it to not lose two laps at Martinsville which completely changes the playoff picture. Bubba Wallace does it to not lose a lap at Texas. That also changes the playoff picture because some of us had already pitted, right? So NASCAR's probably going to have to knock on their motorhome doors and get these guys out of their bus and get a little meeting together and say, hey, y'all quit this crap. And that happens all the time in our sport, not always about this, but about anything. If they if they get on a bandwagon of doing things that are going to jeopardize the integrity of the sport, NASCAR's going to have to step in. And we don't need these guys – Having, I mean, Tony Stewart said it right. Like, we don't need these guys having to make a ruling on whether or not Bubba, Joey, whoever spun out on purpose. Because when they do, it, it just, man, you're creating a problem. So you don't agree with Kyle Larson's comment that they he should have been penalized? Here's the question, Casey. How do you know he spun out on purpose? And I'll even go back to the Richmond scenario years ago, Right. Michael Waltrip Racing did not get in trouble for the spin that happened. They got in trouble for the radio communication after the spin, and it wasn't regarding Clint's Poison Ivy because he did legitimately have Poison Ivy. It was because the strategy to which played out with Brian Vickers pitting and staying on pit road to the point that he lost a lap, the, 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 the radio communication after the spin occurred is what put them in jeopardy for um, a fine and a penalty, and it was a very stiff fine and very stiff penalty. I remember as a kid, when Dale Earnhardt was about to get lapped, Dave Marcus would wreck. Dave Marcus got his engines from RCR, or which was, yeah, RCR then, not ECR. This has always gone on, but it's not been as blatant as it has for two weeks in a row with two different scenarios. So, I mean, does Bubba deserve to be penalized? Well, they didn't penalize Joey the week before. So when they see you spin out, when they see you bring out a caution on purpose, they can hold you a lap. You know, but we had Dale Jr. spun out at Bristol on purpose, and he even said it after the race he spun out on purpose. Like, they, we don't need them having to get in this sandbox and play. It's not where we, – we, we've got too many good things and good momentum going on in so many areas that we don't need this to be the conversation. I don't think it's – I mean, guys have been spinning out the flat tires for years. I don't think it's 
I think the I, problem is we see them slow way down and then gas it up, and that makes they're going to spin out because they have right. traction. So it's obvious. So where did you blow a tire recently and didn't hit anything, and they threw the caution? It was your car. I don't know. You Talladega? Went up? Was it Talladega? No. Mm. Was it Kansas? No, Martinsville, I had a tire go down. But you didn't hit anything, right? We, no, I had a tire go down, and I pitted, and I lost two laps. No. I was... went back out with a, the same flat tire, and then I had debris coming off because we were breaking our track bar, which it eventually but, broke. But I saw you – like, the thing I'm saying here is, is you the caution comes out for cars that go up there and don't brush the wall. The 98 car um, on, on Saturday brought out a caution that I didn't think warranted a caution. He, it, he got that's high what and I'm wanted saying, to, though, barely so... brushed the wall, put it out, and I'm like, wow, that was quick. So does that guy get in trouble now? Well, no, he didn't throw the caution. They did. The other guys didn't throw the caution either. They caused the caution intentionally. Did he? The 98 did. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, no. wait, that, that's us. That's, they're going to have to make – they're going to have to – I don't it, think there's going to be any decisions made on it. I don't – they got to ask the guys to stop doing this crap. Well, and, I don't – And say, if you don't stop, we'll get What involved. if you have a flat tire and you spin out legit? Well, I think there's a difference in being at speed and spinning out and being way below speed, which we have so much data right now. Unfortunately, for guys like Bubba and like Joey, they're going to be able to go back and see the throttle trace, the exact speed, the fact that he throttled up to spin out. We didn't have all that 10 years ago, even five years ago. Now we got it all. So they've, they've got evidence. You can build a case against yourself now. Used to, you couldn't. You could say, man, I lost it. Now you can't. I mean, you could just go fast enough where you do lose it. Well, you can, but then you run the risk of hitting the wall, and then your whole strategy's out. I don't know. Next one. NASCAR and F1 both hosted races in Texas on Sunday afternoon. Brett. Man, there's a lot of debate here. The reality is our NASCAR race was scheduled first, and F1 came in over the top of us and scheduled their race here in the United States. They're a global brand. We're a national brand. I don't have a problem with this. You know, as a fan in Texas, I've got the opportunity to go to the F1 race and enjoy that event uh, and still go to the NASCAR race if I want to. You know, not the actual race, but I can go to the F1 track for a day or so and then go to the NASCAR race or vice versa, man. I can watch F1 and then haul ass to a bar and watch the NASCAR race. So I saw Billy Bradley tweeted us that he left the F1 race a little early to grab a TV and watch the actual NASCAR stage in. So as a, as a race fan in Texas, man, I'm pretty excited if I can go to multiple venues within three hours of one another and get to touch F1 and NASCAR. And, and man, I, for whatever reason, the stands didn't look like crazy full yesterday. I don't know how many people that can get into Texas Motor Speedway, but the parking lots were slammed. The, yeah, I the mobile so marketing midway area was slammed. I had to wait in line to get on the elevators. Like I thought we had a really healthy crowd of people that were there. And you're never going to hear me complain about F1 coming to America. What do you think, TJ? Um, I think it's, uh, it's two different groups, though, but maybe – Maybe when you see this, maybe work with them. If they look at the schedule and be like, hey, we're talking, we're talking about scheduling a race that weekend. Yep. Maybe we run an Xfinity race Friday night and run the cup race on Saturday or something and try to help out. I completely agree Well, with I'm this. just saying, then, yeah. then people that want to go, because it is within driving distance. I mean, sponsors, there are multiple sponsors that are in both Formula One and NASCAR. And I think that this was a missed opportunity. Not that, like, they, they might have just not, like, F1 came in after, like you said, but F1 I think, did a lot of arrogance. Yeah. They don't I mean, care I about think, NASCAR. No, but it had been cool to, it was, I will say this, though, I enjoyed seeing the Formula One drivers get in Tony's car yeah. and run them laps. I thought that was pretty cool. And I really think they could have, 
I think it'd be cool to to give them drivers if you stagger the races to give them opportunities to go to go back and forth to go back and forth. Let the Formula One guys have an opportunity to stay over. Fun one of that. Well, maybe they don't. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's true though, because they wouldn't let that demonstration go on. Maybe either them because I thought I thought it was cool to see those guys' faces and. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. you got a guy, Gene Haas, who is a, a big F1 owner and a right. big NASCAR owner. I mean, I don't know of a guy, maybe TJ does, I don't know of a, a single person that spends more money in motorsports than Gene Haas does. I mean, I would think that he would want to have these events staggered too. But at the end of the day, F1 came in and booked over the top of you. So what's the, what do you want NASCAR to do? Yeah, you want them to change their whole plan because the F1 came in and did that? Like, no. if you do that, now you look weak. Like, I don't. I just think it'd have been cool to be able because I I know there's Formula One drivers that were wishing they had the opportunity to go and man I was in Nashville for Sound of Speed or or either Michael Waltrip's charity event I can't remember which one uh, years ago and Lewis Hamilton came into the bar right there on Broadway called the Stage I'm sure you've been there Casey yep. and upstairs was Mike Kelton Casey Kane Clint Boyer Michael Waltrip couple drivers. And Lewis Hamilton walked in seeking those guys out, wanted to say hello. And when he walked in, I was like, man, I was standing beside Casey Kane. I was like, dude, that looks like Lewis Hamilton. He looked, and Casey's eyes lit up like a kid at Christmas looking at Santa Claus. And he beelined over to Lewis Hamilton. And both those guys had such a big respect for one another. You could tell Lewis Hamilton followed our sport, was a big fan, and probably stayed there 20, 30 minutes, and then he left. I definitely could see a lot of awesome interaction happening, but I think F1 doesn't care, and NASCAR looked bad. They were put in a bad position. Well, we've talked about this on the show multiple times, but I think that, you know, it sounds like there are conversations, not necessarily with F1, but like Supercross and IndyCar, like such as the announcement this morning, where there could be double-header opportunities. So hopefully this is either a learning I don't think or, it's – I don't know if it's something you can learn from. NASCAR just needs to do their thing. And yeah. if if they come to them and say, hey, we'd like to schedule a race, we can do, will you work with us on it? Sure. But yeah. fans That's and sponsors story. would love this. I TV know. numbers used to say that the number one watched form of motorsports in America is the Cub Series, then the Xfinity Series, then the Truck Series, then IndyCar, then F1. So from a TV audience perspective, we own them here. But globally – they own us. And when you look at Texas people, if I'm a Texas person, I have an opportunity to go to a really cool once, you know, once in a year, once in a lifetime event. I'm going to take advantage of that if I'm a motorsports fan. Yep. Fair. I mean, if, if you'd made me pick yesterday and I lived in Texas, which one are you going to? I'm a motorsports fan, right? I love going to the Chili Bowl. I love going to Supercross races. I would have gone to the F1 race because it's a bucket list thing. Now, after I went to one, I probably would have picked our races over it every single time because our racing is better but i want to see the culture and see the event i mean that's what we're supposed to do that's the only way we get smarter around here i hope nascar guys have have been able to take in some f1 events because i'm sure there are things like tj says post-race and other things that they do very well yeah i just think it'd be cool to mix it agreed Penske Corporation purchases the indianapolis motor speedway and indycar series spot on spot off tj uh i'm spot on because this guy, you know, I, I, it's he really cares about both those series and or that series and that racetrack, uh, and everything he does seems to be successful. So I'm really pumped up for Indy um, and the IndyCar series. Um, I know I know he's got great passion for it, and I think uh, you know you got a guy like Roger who can take it to the next level and stuff. Um, it's great. I think it's great for them. Yeah, Roger Penske is a 
business, American business mogul. I mean, he's a billionaire for a reason. Everything that he touch touches turns to gold. So I think when you look at the Indy IndyCar series itself, it has a lot of things that can get better. You know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Indy 500, no. That event is freaking phenomenal. I don't know that anybody makes that any better. The Brickyard 400, I'm pretty sure TJ and I could go in there and make it better. So having a guy like Roger Penske come in and and being innovative, and look, he's he's not buying this to see it fail. He's buying this to see it prosper. And he now owns an entire freaking racing series just like the France family owns an entire racing series. So Roger's not new to the business. Obviously, he's been a racer. He's on two racetracks. He built Michigan Speedway. He built Fontana Speedway. He knows how to run a racetrack. He built both of those up and sold them for a pile of cash to NASCAR, which was ISC at the time, now NASCAR. So I don't know how you can look at this as a sports fan and not be very happy. A lot of people in the indie world have been upset with the George family for years, some of the decisions they've made. And I guess when we go back to Indy, everybody will be in black pants and a white start shirt. No more, <laughs> yeah. no more yellow shirts. So I was thinking, uh, um, you know, the this guy goes to every single Indy car race. He is so involved, and he's not he's he walks around willingly too. Like you'll see, you see him at these events, and I think that's awesome. I think that's uh, hands on is good in my opinion, and for him to be so hands on and involved in stuff. I'm looking really forward to what they can do with all this now. Motorsports is one big conflict of interest. It's crazy, right? I mean, you had the France family who owned NASCAR with their grandson, Ben Kennedy, out there racing. And then you have Jeff Gordon, part owner of Hendrick Motorsports, broadcasting for NBC. You got Jeff Burton on TV broadcasting his sons out there racing. You know, it just, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I mean, it, and, and somehow or another, we all still make it work. There's not a guy in motorsports with higher integrity than Roger Penske. I've been very fortunate to spend a little bit of time around him. All of it was on the roof. Always polite. Always shakes your hand. Always ask how you're doing. I've been around a lot of billionaires. They don't usually speak to you. This guy is one of a kind. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's take a break and see what's coming up this week on the Dale Jr. Download. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, driver turned announcer like me, but yeah, it was a little bit of an accent. The great David Hobbs joins the show. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on all major podcast platforms. What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home. So request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely. Man, if you need to buy or sell your home, OfferPad.com wants to help. They want to make it the smoothest and easiest process possible. Yeah, all you need to do is visit OfferPad.com and fill out a quick form about your home, and you'll receive an offer within 24 hours. Check them out, OfferPad.com. Become one of thousands of happy homeowners who have been happy to sell or buy from OfferPad. I was in Dallas this weekend. Man, that place is booming. People are moving in. I heard 1,400 people a day are moving into that Dallas area. So there are a lot of places, a lot of markets where they can help. Check out OfferPad.com. Find out if they uh, they uh, have a home near you. Yeah, and if you uh, use OfferPad or have already used it, please tweet us and let us know that you do. 
Yep, TJ's going to show up and help you move. Good luck. Yep, sure am. Let's go in the fast lane. Three racing questions. One off-the-wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop from talking? Good luck. Fast lane. First question. After <laughs> most... I can't <laughs> Casey just keeps waving at all these people walking by this window. There's a and I'm lot like, of people Casey, walking. we're not in a parade in here. We're in a... Casey, who are you waving at? Dale Focus. just walked by. Oh, I had to Dale wave who? at him. Yeah, who's you know, that? the boss. Oh, here. the guy on the Dale Jr. download? Oh, that Dale guy. Jr. was behind yeah. us? Yes. Oh. And then there were a few other people Loser. that were waving. So, so we've seen Dale and Kelly. Back. The only thing we're missing now is LW. <laughs> yeah, I saw Willie too. So yeah. and Carson somewhere. Around <laughs> I saw Carson earlier today. <laughs> yeah, she's here too. Whole clan. All right, it's a family reunion around here. <laughs> Casey's wrist is going to be broke. Waving at all of them. <laughs> I have that uh, parade wave down. First question. Did you ever do beauty pageants? Mm, I did. When was this? When I was little. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. win? Not recently. Wow! Oh, Holy! Sh- did he really just? I'm say just that? kidding. Oh, I'm just really? getting a reaction. Casey, please oh. say something. Get him. You got to get him now. Yes. Yeah, wow. Time, Casey. I. You were being so nice to me earlier, I, I, and then I, you like totally screwed up. Totally. I mean, what the heck? You do look like a beauty pageant girl, though. You do look like that type. I think. Thanks. So. That is now nah, you're good looking, so that means thanks. yes. Oh, now you're trying. It. Oh. Appreciate it. Make that it up so for nice. it now. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be its own clip on social media. Oh, no. Writing it down wow. now. No, it doesn't the need to do worst. that. It's too late. It's fine. I thought we were doing great over the we last are few doing, weeks. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we're doing great. You look great. great. <laughs> After multiple cars spun through the grass and tore up their cars this weekend, which would you prefer to see happen? NASCAR removes the splitters from the cars or... Or all tracks install turf like Charlotte. Brett. Here's a hell of an idea. Oh, no. Don't wreck. That's what I always Don't crash. How I saw Dustin. Okay. I saw, talk to your driver. I saw Dustin. How do we agree on this? Because that's exactly what I was going to say. I saw Dustin Long tweet, how many more cars are we going to tear up because of the grass? I'm like, usually when you wreck, there's supposed to be a repercussion, right? When I've seen all of these freaking road courses take out all the sand, and that makes me mad because you can go in there and completely blow a corner and completely just drive out the other end for the most part because there's nowhere to get stuck. When you screw up in a sport – you very rarely have the ability to recover without consequence, and this is a consequence. Do I like the valence better than I like the splitter? I absolutely do. But in the end of the day, if you ended up in the grass, you have royally screwed up some way somehow. Yeah, there should be there should be some repercussions for making a mistake. You know, don't make the mistake. That's uh, that's part of the race. That's part of racing. You know, sometimes being smarter and not wrecking. You know, that's what you have to do. Attrition. A lot of guys come up with good races and good finishes because of attrition. Guess what? They, guess what they didn't do? Make any mistakes. Yeah. Like Timmy Hill finishes fifth in the truck race at Martinsville. You know why? Because Timmy didn't wreck. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think there's a problem. Although I'm, I'm okay with um, valences like we used to have. But, uh, yeah. I watched Chase Elliott get loose and get out of the groove and he hit the wall. Guess what the wall did? It tore up his car. I watched Denny Hamlin get loose, wreck, shoot through the gap, grass. Guess what the grass did when he hit the little tore Legends track? It tore up his car. When you crash, you may tear up your car. Let's not take the liberal approach, the democratic approach, <laughs> oh, to where you can screw up and, and everything be just fine. You know, Halloween's over. We all went around and got free candy. I felt like a Democrat that night. Leave it to Brett to bring up politics. <laughs> 
Chevy announced a new car body for the Cup Series in 2020, marking the third different body for Chevy cars in four years. Is this a good move or a bad move with the next-gen car coming in 2021? TJ? I think the third car in four years kind of answers that question. Um, but I, we all thought the Chevy would come out stronger than what it did. Um, and I think, I don't know, man. I feel like they've kind of gotten their momentum back a little bit and built on it and learned. Um, I think they've found some speed here this year, and I thought this was a pretty decent year for them. Uh, so... I don't know. I think it's a lot of work to keep coming out with these new cars, and I think it's hard probably to develop them to some degree. But I think what we're looking at overall is manufacturers migrating toward uh, kind of what we used to do, where stock cars looked more stock. Look, they're never going to be stock like they used to be in the 60s and 70s and the moonshine days. You can't do it. You can't do it. But if we can make the bodies look more like a Mustang, look more like a Camaro, look more like a Supra, you're going to hear me say, hell yeah, because the dumbest thing we ever did in this sport was went toward the COT where everybody looked the exact same. We had that ridiculous wing on the back, and we pissed off all of our fans who were loyal to our manufacturers, loyal to our OEMs. We need to get back to those roots, and this is doing that. I'm a gigantic fan of this. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 like, uh, I like that the cars look like they're supposed to. The actual streetcar. I think we need our own segment this week, Jason, our own little video of uh, just just Casey. Just let's let's take Casey and let's make her be showcased on how beautiful and how well she does on this show. And you can have TJ and her interacting. And, and Can you just, just, you just like, sit on this and act like you're on a float and just wave? I just feel like you need to be highlighted more because you've done numerous things in this show that are above and beyond your Call of Duty. I don't. I don't know if he's being nice because he's about to like drop a bomb on no, me. No, I've seen you waving completely. at people. You read questions multiple times because you wanted to be perfect. Um, you had well, TJ be rude to you. I just. I just think you deserve your own time to shine today. Wow, it's your day. Hey. <laughs> You're welcome. He that must really be ready to say something. Yeah, I'm no, just I'm waiting. <laughs> That's concerning to me. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on to the next topic. Joey Logano said it was really, 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 really hard to pass after the Spring Phoenix race. Will the difficulty of passing combined with the pressure of the playoffs make the drivers fighting for the final championship four spots more willing to move each other on Sunday? Brett. Man, it's uh, realistically, man, almost four of the eight guys are in must-win situations. You know, I look at a guy like Joey Logano who is sitting there 20 points to the good. He only has one top five in eight playoff races. And so I sit there and I go, man, how is he even in this conversation, right? He's not been winning. He's not been scoring a lot of points at the end of the race. It's because of what he carried into the playoff from his regular season, the first 26 races. It's from having some good stages where you have the ability literally to go out, have two good stages, finish 15th, and score more points that day than a guy who finished third. So if you're a hockey fan and your team did really well for two-thirds of the match and the other team beats you in the third quarter, you could still, based on our point system, actually win the game. So um, looking at what has to happen, though, there's a lot of guys with a lot of pressure on them, and I think those back four guys are going to be balls to the wall. Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> there's two ways you can run the races now. You can a lot of times you got a good enough car like the four, you go for the win. You know, if you're if you're a top three car, you're gonna probably swing. You're probably going for the win. 
You know, if you're not, you're going to play the points game and, you know, you got to do things right still. You, there's big risks that you take at times to get these points for stages at uh, Kansas. We stayed out and we were third. I didn't think we were going to win that stage. But, um, you know, Joey got up on the wheel and, and got out front and we won a stage like that. Um, you know, at end of Talladega, you got a stage for <laughs> you by a foot or whatever, you know, yep. you got around us. But you got you to gotta race these races and there's we've been very smart in how we've been running these races and we've accumulated points that way. And you do that for this reason you're, you're having quiet smart days and this all this is not nothing new this is but um you know we've been fortunate enough to be able to take advantage of some stages and get some stage points and then we were we were not in contention at the beginning of this texas race we were we were not very good there for a little while and um you know we were able to get the car better um be in position to get a few stage points and then uh, we got our car pretty good for the last part of the race, and we were a top five car. So um, I don't know. I mean, you got to have a lot of things, but they're, you got just smart races. Six guys are vying for two playoff spots. Four of them probably have to win. If one of those four win, then there's only one guy getting in on points, and it's either going to be Kyle Busch or Joey Logano, assuming that those two guys don't have a problem early like, you know, Chase Elliott had happened to him at Texas or Denny Hamlin had happened to him or what TJ had happened to him at Dover. Like if we go through the entire show without the entire race, without a problem, you're going to have to assume that 20 points is a safe cushion right up until a guy like Chase Elliott or a guy like Denny Hamlin bust off a win and then fourth and points is going home. So this is why the playoff works for me. It's why the playoffs should have you guys excited as fans because it's not over till it's over. Off the wall question. Since today is National Candy Day, if you could eat one candy for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? TJ. Ooh. Why isn't Halloween National Candy Day? Because Halloween. Why don't we have all these national days? Yeah, that what are these national well, days? Because they want like an a, additional day for people to buy candy. Yeah, but it's people. Why is it national? Whatever day. Well, everything is a national there day. There was now. a uh, Sunday was national, national Sandwich Day, right? Yes. Because Chick-fil-A sent out all those things that we were offering. <laughs> and they were closed. But who who, who yeah. got the calendar and made up all these days? Like, who holds know. the official calendar for this? Maybe people just feel like they need a reason to celebrate. There's a lot well, of I want a national kiss my ass day. When, what day is that? For you, <laughs> specifically? Yeah, for you everybody else. Yeah. You make it up. Okay. You can do that every day if you start stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I can stretch, dog. <laughs> I ran 2.8 miles this morning. I about died, but I made it. <laughs> Um, uh, one candy the rest of my life. Do you know yours? Orange Starburst. Ooh. Yeah, it's the stickiest spit ever, though. No, Orange Starburst. There's not even a close second. Uh, hello, orange Reese's are peanut butter cups are, no. like, first all the way. No. No, you're crazy. Are you serious? It's yeah. healthy for you. It has peanut butter in it. <laughs> yeah, no sugar. No sugar. <laughs> yeah, candy. definitely not any chocolate or yeah. sugar either. Exactly. Um, Starbursts are good. They could... What Starburst would you get rid of, the pink or the yellow? Pink is important. Yellow is not important. The the Starburst that I would get rid of are in the other Starburst wrapper where they have all those weird flavors. Oh yeah, like the teal and stuff nah, like that. Just yeah, I love Starburst, yeah. but I'm not. I, I like the old fashioned. He's right because you eat the orange and the reds, and then you you're like, oh, that's a pink. I'll <laughs> I, tell. I'll go ahead and eat one. I literally have this technique that I do where I split the wrapper right down the middle, where that they all just fall open, fall out. Yeah, yeah like a taco, and you just pick the part of the taco that you like. 
So you know they make Starburst minis, right? That are unwrapped. Yeah. 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 Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Um, but as far as when we had the M M&M and M sponsorship, they would send me bags of orange Starburst. That's all that would be in them because they own Starburst. Oh, they and can Skittles make them. And Whiskers Cat Food and huh. Pedigree and Bunkle Ben's Rice and about every and Wrigley Chewing Gum. They own everything. Mm-hmm. The M Ms and Mars is strong. Ballers. I'm not a big candy person. Like I don't me either. I don't eat a lot of candy at all. I can't even. I don't even eat any Halloween candy. So I don't know if there's one candy that I would have to have. I used to like goobers. They still make those? Ooh. At the yeah, movie theater? Whatever. They do. I'd get goobers and popcorn. Are the milk duds? Yeah, milk those duds are, are thing. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I, I used to like those a lot. Jason, what's your candy? I'm sure you're a candy guy. No. Duh, M&M's. Shut up. I don't really like candy either. I <laughs> not could, in or not out? <laughs> what? Oh, easy. Peanut or no nut? What do you call them? When they had the crispy ones, those are my favorite, but I don't really eat many M&M's. I prefer Jolly Ranchers to be the candy I couldn't give up. I love Jolly Ranchers. I can get into Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Casey, no words. What's yours? Yeah, what's I yours? Reese's. Oh, yeah. That's the a healthy one. candy. Pick again. <laughs> it's candy. I don't know what to tell you. PristineAuction.com is the best place to find authentic and affordable memorabilia. Memorabilia. There are various auction formats for you to choose from, whether it's a daily auction with bids starting as low as $1 and they end nightly, or the 10-minute auction, which is all about moving quickly. You've got tons of options when bidding. And Pristine Auction guarantees the authenticity of all items, and each comes with authentication from only the most trusted sources. Look, Look at this source right here we got, man. I got literally the picture of Steve Spurrier. Signing. signing this South Carolina football. The only bad thing about this picture is he's wearing a Florida Gator shirt. <laughs> Not that I don't like Florida Gators, but South Carolina are better. Cox eat Gators. Go Cox. Anyway, um, check out the previous NASCAR bids that went for very low prices. Christopher Bell just announced he's going to be racing for Casey Boat in the upcoming Chili Bowl. Congratulations, Casey. You're getting a wheel man. Thanks, We've guys. got a signed photo of him winning last year's Chili Bowl. No pressure chat on building another winning car for only $31.50. Yeah, Rick Hendrick and Dale Jr. signed 8x10 photo, went for just thirty nine ninety. The best part is it's quick and free to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win, like Chad Boat, Casey Boat, and Christopher Bell better do it at the Chili Bowl. Mainly like Casey all the time. But uh, ex- ex- exclusively for Door Barber Clear listeners, enter the registration code CLEAR, that's C-L-E-A-R, CLEAR, into the very first box of the registration page, and new users get an immediate $5 auction credit to spend. Man, how easy is it to get $5 to anything else Free. you love? You love memorabilia. We're going to give you 5 bucks If you love listening to our show, DBC, Door Bumper Clear, check them out. PristineAuction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Auction.com. All right. Ask DBC. This first one is from ACAV704. Tony Stewart <laughs> said he can whip both Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano's asses standing next to each other and called their fight embarrassing. Do you believe him? And also, what is your favorite smoke <laughs> fight? TJ. Uh, yeah, he's not going to fight both of them and win no. probably, but... Um, I do believe he would fight both at one time. He would try. <laughs> I, yeah, do. I don't I, dispute that. I think he would try. Um, my favorite Tony fight, man. Um, 
I mean, I, that when he threw the helmet at Bristol that that's one time, fight, I though. know, but it was so cool that he did that, and he it was a good throw. He like had to use two hands, though. Movie. He had to use two hands to throw it. So <laughs> that's he still okay. Did it. That's odd. It's like that is was, odd. I've never seen anybody throw anything with two hands. You seen two handed bowlers nowadays? Really? No. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. It's not like the grandma style either. Like yeah. they've really bowl two handed. Um, I don't know what's your favorite fight. I probably went after Joey that time. Did they, even, they didn't really fight, though. Well, they fought more than throwing a helmet. Um, a helmet toss ain't a fight. Didn't Tony and Robbie get into it one time? They did, and Daytona, Robbie Gordon's yeah. rookie year. Oh, they yeah, grabbed him by the... Yeah, grabbed him by the throat. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, Robbie was in, I think, the 13 car back then. Man, we're talking like 2000, maybe even... Maybe, you know, uh, what? Was Tony was that. a rookie. It was 99, Tony's rookie was year. Yeah, and Robbie was already there. Yeah, because Robbie might have been driving for Felix right before that and just got fired or something and yeah, started maybe. his own deal. And yeah, we're talking 99, and they at Daytona in practice got into it, and Tony grabbed him by the throat. And I'm going to tell you what, though, you know, Robbie Gordon wrecked a lot. <laughs> Robbie Gordon was hard to race. He raced like an idiot, but there were very few race car drivers as talented as Robbie Gordon. He just didn't have the, he couldn't execute. I don't know the work. He, he didn't have the give a crap. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's a hell of a race car driver. I'm not sure nowadays with the you know if he could redo it again with the in the right right cars with the right people around him. Um, who knows? Who yeah, I always really tried knows. to do it himself. Yeah, and that's. But as far as going from this dune buggy to this Indy car to this stock car, he's very talented. It can be fast in yeah. all of them. Didn't matter yeah. what it was, he was going to be fast in it. And he was a fun dude. I, I didn't personally hang out with him a lot, but I, I he always, was a very I fun guy. The fun guy, you know. Yeah, had a good time. This next one is from Tomberlin58. What are the chances of a bigger team moving to a new manufacturer if one were to come into the sport? Brett. Man, I think there's a lot of scenarios, and clearly this is all hypothetical, but to me there's a lot of scenarios where some big teams could capitalize on the new manufacturer coming in. You know, when I look at what Richard Childress Racing is doing right now, when I look at what Petty Motorsports is doing, even Roush. You know, I, I think if a, a Dodge comes in or uh, any Honda, whoever, like I would think that they'd be able to come in and really tap into a solid organization. I mean, we saw Toyota come in and and really struggle with a brand new organization like the Red Bull Racing thing and then prosper with their Joe Gibbs racing relationship. So if they're going to come in, if we're going to see a new manufacturer, I hope they come in with somebody that is stable and able to bring some, some assets to the table. And I certainly think there's a lot of big teams that are kind of on that B level, B plus level from an OEM standpoint, pecking order to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely think it would benefit them, uh, and uh, both. It benefit both the manufacturer and the team if you get the if you do it right. Uh, Did you buy that ugly Tesla you were riding around in the other day? And I love Teslas; I think no, they're awesome. Uh, but TJ no. was riding around in the ugliest Tesla. I didn't even know he made a Tesla that ugly. <laughs> I liked it. What color was it? Was it the white? White. One? It yeah. was ugly though. Yeah, I was. I've never had a Tesla, and was it fun to drive? Yeah, it was awesome to drive. Yeah, it was, oh my gosh. Well, it go like three, four hundred miles. Uh, yeah, th- like depends on well, the I can one. Get you the get the Myrtle Beach from here, then that's all that matters. Yeah, you can get the. How long does it take to charge it? Depends. If you go to a supercharger like one in Charlotte, you can charge it up in a couple hours, probably. Okay. Charge it at your house. It's charged overnight easily. Okay. You're not gonna. You can't use the one ten outlet. That's not gonna happen. It's like seven miles per an hour. Oh, okay. That's not going to do it. No. So, but uh, so it'll plan. There's so much with this car. I can't even like it. It, it, it was it, crazy. It it, it does, was ugly. I'm glad it was fun because it was ugly. 
I like that it. one that Brad's got's cool. Yeah, that's they're expensive cars. Yeah, that's like one twenty. That's it. Uh, decked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's this it. Thing, Did listen, you say that's I'm being it? sarcastic. What are you ride around listen, in I'm money being bags? Sarcastic. This car, no matter what Tesla you have, when you get in it and you step on the throttle, you're going. Like this is not like a you know when you step in you truck you go, whoa, whoa, yeah. uh, no there's no there's no delay it is you go you push it it goes now it's immediate electric power it is immediate and uh, Biffle had a cool one too that same one as Brad's yeah same model Dude, the craziest part is when you're going on the highway and you flick this little deal and it goes on autopilot it's freaky it can drive it yeah it'll drive it do you have to keep your hand on the wheel barely barely yeah it'll just drive it. Yes. Yeah. It just drives. It just slows down for cars. The complete. So a man with a missing is, finger could just tape his finger to the wheel. Or you could just, just depends. I mean, do you work at a? <laughs> just, you bring a hand home. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, last one is from Alex T J Brown. If Tony, or sorry, good name. Yeah, I know. I like it. Tony Stewart said he cannot stand people who drive a Prius. Is there any weird reason you have for not standing a person? Ooh, TJ. Why do I always go first? I said Brett last time. Um, most Patriots fans, <laughs> Boston <laughs> sports fans, pretty much. <laughs> Any of them, just what you can tell by the laugh. Why? I mean, that says enough for me right there. You don't like Jason? Nah, he's a Patriots fan. Want to fight? <laughs> okay. Y'all haven't even played basketball yet. You want to go? <laughs> All right, Brett. What do you got? Well, I don't like Clemson people. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I guy knew that like, was coming. Like, it's not fake. The hatred is real. I am not, I, I can't stand Clemson people. Like, I, I, my buddy has a big party at Myrtle Beach when Clemson plays Carolina and sat Clemson. And if Clemson starts winning, I have to leave because their fans get on my nerves. They get under my skin <laughs> more than anything you could possibly imagine. I don't know why you would not like somebody because they drive a Prius, though. Yeah. I why mean, is it a Prius? Our Prius is kind of expensive too, because they're electric, right? Yeah, they're I think not they're, like hybrids, right? Or, yeah, but I think they were like one they of the get first like seventy ones. miles a gallon or something. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, right. that's uh, noted. What do you? What bothers you? Uh, people who are rude. Oh, she hates us. <laughs> Same. That's it. There's not like you don't look at somebody and be like I don't like that hat. No. Really? No, not really. I'm so, pretty like easygoing when it comes to that stuff, but if you're rude. And uh, best question. Give everybody a t-shirt. Priuses. And we're also going to give, he, we did not submit this question, but uh, Joey Hornick. Uh, Joey Hornick submitted probably my favorite question where it said, how exciting will it be to see Christopher Bell pilot a midget for Chad Boat at Chili Bowl? And I decided I am overruling everybody. He gets a shirt too. Why didn't he just put Ask DBC on it like most He did say Ask DBC, but Jason didn't pick it. Jason didn't pick it. I think it's really cool for, uh, for Chad and Christopher, who are that good of friends, to um, go about this partnership together. I hope it ends well for them. You know, obviously we know getting in business with friends sometimes uh, doesn't go as planned, but I think that Chad is certainly, he and his family, dedicated racers. Christopher's obviously an exceptional talent. I will personally be watching this race to see how you guys do. At Chili Bowl? No. Oh, you were great last time you came to Chili Bowl. I, I, I did my bucket list thing. Now I'll move on to my next bucket list. What's that? I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, so we'll give a t-shirt to uh, Apple Podcast review as well. 
T underscore racer nine wrote in and said, I grew up racing go-karts and eventually ventured into pro late models at age 14 after four full-time late model seasons and funding not allowing me to progress up the NASCAR ladder. My family shut down our late model program. A college degree later, this podcast has been exactly what I've been searching for to keep me connected to the NASCAR community. Keep up the great work. And Brett, let's party at the Ozarks next summer. Ooh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. That was a bucket list, too. That's a bucket list right there. I keep going back to that one. All right, send me a message on Twitter at Hey Jason Schultz, and I'll reach out to all of our shirt winners from the last couple of weeks as well, and give them to Brett, and we'll get some shirts. I'll be glad when Clint sells that house. That's going to be your that the Ozarks is the bucket. I hope I'll be glad when he sells list. his house over there. Why, man? There's lots of rentals. Well, that's why he <laughs> needs to sell it, so we only have to go once a year <laughs> for a couple of days. We need to take you over there, Casey. Deal. You'd have fun. The Ozarks are. It. it is fun. It is nice there. Good time. My dad used to race out there, but I was never able to this go. This time of year, though, man, I get into deer hunting mode and snow skiing mode. And listen, man, I got to give a shout-out to our buddy Will. Will? Will? Will had a stroke last Tuesday. Oh, no. Oh. And he uh, he's doing good, though. He was in the hospital for a couple of days. He's walking with a little bit of a limp. Not like 50-cent limp, but there's a little bit of a limp. <laughs> uh, but he sent me a video yesterday. I'll show it to you after the show, TJ. He was literally in a, in a peanut bin. And they have a lot of bear in Bellhaven, North Carolina. And bear season's coming up in a couple weeks. Will's a big guy. And this freaking bear walked up to the bin, and Will was literally just slinging peanuts at the bear onto the ground, and the bear was eating them off the ground like it was candy. It was pretty awesome. But Holy shout cow. out to our buddy Will, man. I'm glad, yeah, he's Will. Doing, uh, glad he's doing better. Have not missed seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. Told him I loved him and to clean his, get his act together. Can't be having him stroke out on us, man. Yeah. You know, life's short. That's yeah. right. Uh, Phoenix, when do you leave? Thursday morning? Mm, yeah, Thursday afternoon, morning, somewhere in there. Yeah. I oh. like going West Coast early just because, you know, you get out there and kind of get acclimated to the dry air, get your Vaseline on, and uh, get lubed up. I am calling up. my hotel that morning because in the spring race there, I was in the lobby at 9 p.m. still. You didn't have a room? Wasn't ready yet. Dude, I had to have them at the Marriott in Talladega. Oh, my they, gosh. They basically said they were just busy. I'm like, shut up. Do your job, it's, It was 9 p.m. I, and wanna, I was in the lobby. I'm like, oh, man. I want to know who your champ four picks are for truck, Xfinity, and Cup. Wow, you just put me on the spot. We could do Xfinity. I mean, I think we know who that is. <laughs> we probably all know who they are. Um, I mean, I I really think it's going to come down to the, um, the Christopher Bell and uh, Tyler Reddick show at Homestead. That's what I think is going to happen, just those, like last year. Those uh, who uh, so Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, who's the third and fourth? Cole. Uh, I think Cole will be fast, but Cole had a really good chance to win that race last year, and he stayed out too long on a green flag stop. Yep, and completely yeah. threw his chances out the window. I think Reddick ran the best race. I he was did. most surprised that Christopher was not a factor at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely think those are the best three guys. I don't know who that fourth person will make it in for, like. Justin's up 18 right now on the cutoff line, and Briscoe's minus 18. Yeah, so, so it'll it be, be between, between them, them two unless, yeah. like, somebody goes and wins Phoenix. You know, that's going to be an exciting race, so. Yep. Because you got, we know where Reddick's going to run. We know where he's going to be. And for some reason in the past year or so there, Christopher hasn't been running against the wall. And. I don't know. Tyler's been, you know, and I don't think the double zero, I think the double zero is cars turn really well, and I think he can kind of go where he wants. But uh, I don't know. I think um, 
I think Tyler's going to be tough to beat. I really do. I think he's going to be tough to beat. I think he's making a lot of mistakes right now, but I think when he gets to Homestead, he's going to have his game face on and be ready to go. I said months ago, I think he's got to beat. I mean, I literally talked to him right before the race last year, and I said, hey, man, don't get up against the wall until you have to. And he's like, nope, I'm going up against the wall from the jump. That's where I'm going to have to win it at. If I hit the wall, I hit the wall. That's what I'm doing. And he stuck to his guns, and sure as hell, he ran that whole race right up mm-hmm. against the wall. Yeah, he did hit it. And it takes a little bit to get it dusted off. It takes a little bit to find the grip. I don't believe we have a true cushion like some of the dirt places do, but we do put a cushion air between the car and the wall. You know, I just don't know how big of a – real cushion to actually exist, you know, because at some point you see them guys actually hit the wall. So, right. but, but I think Reddick's the guy. He's going to find the speed up there. Christopher, I don't think – Christopher's cars are good. They turn a little bit better, I think. So he doesn't have the um, – he doesn't just force it like Tyler did. And Tyler did it. I mean, he um, – I don't know, man. He did a really good job. And if, those cars those cars are built for Tyler's driving style. They can go – he can brush the wall, and he comes off the wall, and it pops back out. So He ended up getting wrecked at Texas, but before that, he was an absolute – I mean, he was yeah. he was going places nobody'd go, making things happen. Yeah, Ross went up there a couple times and one and two. We couldn't find the speed and the grip that Tyler was making. And look, your car's got to be good too. But then I look at the Cup side. I'm going to stand by what I said when this round of eight started. I hope Larson, if if one of our four guys at Stewart Haas can't win the race, I hope Larson wins the race at Phoenix because I think fans deserve to see this guy compete for a championship at a place where the high groove comes in. Now, look, Larson is known for hitting the wall and knocking the right side off the car. I'm not saying he's the guy to beat if he's in, but he makes it exciting if he's in. So who's your pick, would you say again? I'd love to see Larson get in the final four. Clearly two are locked in. I'd love to see Larson be one of the other other four. I think he just I think he adds an element of conversation going into that weekend because of his driving style, just like we're just talking about with Reddick. Yeah, I'd like to go into Phoenix and win or finish three spots in front of Kyle Busch. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Well, the thing is, though, man, you can him. make up three points in stage yeah. one. Like, you, yeah. the way you guys have, have done, I mean, like I said, eight races, one top five, you're still in this championship conversation, and you can go in here and, and solidify yourself with two good stages almost. That's what we've done all year. How'd you qualify the first uh, first first race there? Um, Obviously, Joey had some comments that it was really, 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 really hard to pass. Yeah. I don't think we qual- – I think we qualified well there last year. Yeah. But I don't think we qualified well there in the spring. But I, it's it'll be totally different now. So twelfth yeah. in the spring, yeah, which isn't bad. I mean, you can you can get stage points from there. Yeah, but it, get, it's really hard to qualify in the twenties and get stage points unless you flip the field on a on a pit stop or something. Yeah, it'd be nice to not let Kyle get you know second or third place stage points first two stages. I mean, look, Kyle's still living off of his you know regular season points. You know, I think he Jordan had a got, massive amount. He had a massive amount. He's still living off of them, and I'm not a fan of. Of regular season points getting you to the finals. I'm just not, I'm, I've said that from the beginning. I, I think the best four cars in we this had round that. should be going. We had that until Dover. Dover erased that yeah. with us. So Yeah. Hey, let's uh, next week see if Freddie will come have a final full four of us since, round table. since you're leaving. for Deal. a while. Casey's not going to be here for the Homestead show potentially. I definitely won't be here for Homestead, but maybe we'll do a post. So you're going out parties next Monday. Yeah, four I seasons like it. in Miami. I Should wish. we bring margaritas or anything? Mm-hmm. Down. We You're start not down. You got to go to work I when have you to leave go back here. To work. We start the season with tequila, so we might have to end it with something. Da, da, well, da, da, I think da, da, we should maybe do like an off-season show. We say that all the time. We've done it once. Dillner can't do it. He's too busy. True. Oh yeah, Dillner's too busy. So everybody tweet Dillner and tell him 
why can't we have an off-season show? Because he's too busy worrying what Dell Jr. is going to do. It'd be really funny if we did, or it'd be awesome if we did a live uh, show from the banquet. I don't think that'd be a very good idea. In Nashville? Either or. Where's where's the uh, Xfinity's here in Charlotte? Yeah. Or Nashville. Nashville. I'll be at both. So make it happen. Nashville. All right. Well, thank you guys. What a great place to have the banquet. (laughs) I know. I'm excited to see how it goes this year. Dude, it's an hour from here. It's fun. Fans are going to want to go there. Like, you, I mean, we all know, man, Vegas is hard to get to for us East Coast people. And it's 600 bucks a ticket. Like, if I'm a race fan, I can get to Nashville. I agree. It's the number one Airbnb market in the country, which means there's places to stay. There's hotels. Hell, I last time I went, I don't think I slept anyway. It's fun. I believe it. And and I really think NASCAR is doing a great job at these events, too. There's going to be some fun yeah. stuff going on. I left the last banquet too early. I had to, but don't have that problem this year, so we'll see. Awesome. Well, you guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with the big four, not the big three. Actually, it should be four and a half, big as Freddie is. Holla. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Thanks. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.